Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. You're listening to Dirt Radio on 3CR. I'd like to start off by acknowledging that we are broadcasting live from the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people, the Kulin Nation, where sovereignty was never ceded. Um, today, it's Jack, Sam and Leah Ward. How are you doing, everyone? Well, hello, Jack. Hi, Leah. Hi. How's things? Good, thank you. Yeah, How you good. been, Jack? Yeah, not bad. Um, you know, just champing at the bit to get back on the radio, I think. <laughs> and surviving the election madness. Yeah, there's plenty of that. I think there's been a few more drinks on the weekend because of that, to be honest. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, we're one week out from an election and we thought we'd get Leah on. Leah is from Feminists United and podcast Allowed. Angry, angry and, and not, not sorry. Not even slightly. Not, not it sh- nor should you be. <laughs> uh, and we thought we'd uh, get Leah back on if you haven't heard Leah on Dirt Radio before. When Leah comes on, we talk all things feminism um, because it's a really important issue and we do have plans down the track to unpack some of the concepts about uh, what we see as feminism and patriarchy and we've done a little bit of that earlier in the year. But we've got some very uh, important stuff to discuss today. And I guess I wanted to start, since we are in full-on election mode, uh, look, electoral politics are not everything. But uh, for those out there that are saying, why bother voting? Well, if you don't vote, we can end up with complete awful psychopathic people in power. So it's really important that you do vote unless you have an alternative plan of how we will fill the void. Um, you know, maybe a revolution. I don't know. <laughs> just Seems cheek, unlikely in Australia. Cheeky revolution just on a, the side. <laughs> just in between a Chardonnay <laughs> and a late night nightcap. Let's start a revolution. Um, yeah, first we have to have a meeting, I guess. <laughs> and that'd go on forever. Um, but seriously, I've been watching this election and I'm just flabbergasted that we can have gone through the whole Brittany Higgins, Grace Thames, rapey, rapey parliament, abuses in the public service, all of the stuff that has happened, and yet nothing about women, uh, domestic violence, the, the needs for safety, uh, for housing, for bodily autonomy. None of those things, Leah, are on the agenda with the major parties. Uh, outside, I guess, the Greens, which some people don't consider them a major party, but let's just say at least the Greens have some pathway and vision uh, for women. Uh, but, yeah, what do you reckon of what's been going on this election in relationship to how did we go from Australian of the Year, Me Too, the, the disclosures of, you know, like, let's not forget the prayer room, let's not, <laughs> let's not forget jizzing on someone's we desk. We are trying to forget this. I, you can never forget the prayer. Once you've heard about the prayer room... 
you know you're gonna you're never gonna forget it. Um, and in fact, maybe it should be knocked down. Maybe a bulldozer like Scott Morrison could knock down the prayer room. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm being. <laughs> it's early option. in the morning, and I'm being a bit facetious. But seriously, it's so disappointing. Hey, um, one of the most disappointing things, um, which we will expect from Labor and Liberal, is that their response to all of this centres on rights at work. Yes. There's a heavy focus on childcare, which yep. is, again, getting women into work. Also not free, just cheaper. <laughs> 90% is the best that they can offer. Just make it free. Just make it free. Yeah. Just, and pay those childcare workers, like they're educators. Exactly. Pay them properly. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's it's so centred on... Um, jobs. Jobs. Boys. Jobs in the economy. Jobs. jobs for the... Jobs for the boys so that women can get their kids into childcare. Yes. Pick the women. The women can pick up the kids from childcare and just do that extra extra shift. While they're not going to a low-paying job while their kid is in childcare and then paying most of that in childcare, which as a mother of three children was absolutely my dilemma mm. uh, when they were really little. And free childcare would have been... Absolute, an absolute game changer for me as uh, a mother with three kids under four. You know, I, I was literally stuck at home because it made no sense mm. to work to simply pay childcare. Meanwhile, your brain is turning to mush. Uh, yeah, well, mm. yeah, I had to go back and do further education and study so I didn't completely turn into, you know, I'll tell you another time about my crockery smashing. <laughs> you oh, know, amazing. My, yeah, yeah, like. Destroying destroying crockery from op shops is a great stress release. I can I can imagine it. Um, it's really disappointing to see that they they talk about having a strong focus on women's safety and things like that, but yep. there's no structural spending. Yes, there's no spending on public housing, free accessible public housing. It's all social housing, which mm. is privatized. There's nothing about raising the rate of unemployment, except for with the Greens, mm. because. If you're in a financially abusive relationship, if you're in an abusive relationship, you need to leave and you don't have access to finances, that safety net is incredible. But they just don't provide it. Yeah. There's no health care. There's no free abortion. There's there's nothing that actually structurally supports women down the line. Yeah, yeah. And that's just with material immediate needs. Mm. You know, it's, that's almost triage in a broken sort of patriarchal system. Like mm. We're not even getting to the legislative components of what does it look like to have non-cis men representing equally in parliament? Ugh. What? what <laughs> <laughs> it would be great. Um, what, is, what does it look like to have legislation that guarantees our bodily autonomy? You know, there, these are all things that are deep structural issues, the same as racism in this country. There mm. is this embedded misogyny and patriarchy. And really, you know, when they do offer us something it, it is literally triage in a mm. system that is trying to constantly kill us. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's small gestures at, um, at support. Yeah. It, it's like a, a million dollars here and a billion dollars here, but the, whenever it's a billion, it's over like four or five years. Yeah. And it's promised and rarely delivered. Yes. I just, you, we can't look to the electoral system for support in this kind of things. We do need to turn to the community. Mm. I mean, councils can get swimming pools built easier than <laughs> you can get a reproductive health centre built in oh. regional Victoria or Tasmania. You know, you can your kids can swim in a pool at the local school or footy club, but 
no one can get an abortion. Yeah. You know? Um, and this is really interesting, and we've talked about this previously, just this idea of, you know, it's very deliberate that it's connected to economy and jobs mm. um, because patriarchal practice has been controlling uh, women's bodies and gender-diverse communities' bodies, you know, going all the way, well, we could go back to the... Mesopotamia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we could go back to that alleged garden. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, and, and maybe even pre the garden. Um, but I was thinking more about the development of the modern system of capitalism and its connection to, uh, it, you know, Mm. It's definitely been entwined now with this concept of neoliberal sort of Western democracy and capitalism. They're kind of entwined together. And from the early stages, the accumulative stage of capitalism was built by, you know, uh, enclosing women's bodies and black and brown bodies and using them for slavery and unpaid labour and to produce more economic units to work in the factories, right? Correct. Um, but the whole focus of it being only about work means that everything that happens to us outside of being in the factory, uh, that was, uh, sorry, I did air quotes then, but none of you can see. Um, <laughs> Technology's not there yet. <laughs> Why don't we have a webcam in here? Um, <laughs> we should be streaming this in a video format. Uh, yeah, but basically that that has been about constantly ignoring the unpaid labour, ignoring all of the things that are integrated as oppressive that we experience. Well, if you have to pay attention to it, you have to acknowledge it mm. and then you have to actually do something about it yeah. and support it somehow. Unless you're John Howard and then you'll just <laughs> say sorry and then nothing will happen forever. Oh, I'm so sick of being gaslit. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, essentially, like, if they recognise it as a problem or an issue, then there has to actually be a plan to do something about it, mm. um, which in this country just means a royal commission and then nothing <laughs> or an investigation and then nothing. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I just heard them talking on ABC Radio on my way in here about uh, the fact that, you know, neither party in this election has promised to implement the Respect at Work um, recommendations. That's not true. Labor has promised to implement all, of them? all, all 55 recommendations. Have they? Oh, well, I, I retract, retract, <laughs> rewind. Just going back in time. Okay. Someone that. needs to call the ABC and tell them to <laughs> fact check. Um, both, both labor and the greens have promised to implement yes. all 55. Liberal are just kind of like, oh, we'll, we'll just slowly incorporate it. The mm. only one I really care about, I mean, I care about all of them, but positive duty yes. is, is a really significant one, Yes, um, which we will not see get up in a Liberal government. Yep. I mean, the one substantial thing that they can do to support women at work is um, hold Christian Porter accountable. Yeah, yeah. Stand him down. That would be great. Maybe uh, prosecute. Look, yeah, probably that won't – I don't think a prosecution will actually go anywhere. But actually, like, take steps yeah. to anything, yeah. <laughs> just something. I mean, they still haven't told us what their new accountability process is once all these disclosures came it's about. It's e-learning. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tick box. It's nothing. Jack, what do you, what do you think? You're you're uh, over here in Australia, originally from the UK. You're watching this election unfold. 
What What are your thoughts on on this government's? You know, what would happen in the UK, for example, if you know multiple members of the public service and the parliament were accused of sexual assault, or you know, rape, or doing weird things in the prayer room and on people's desks? <laughs> yeah, and have, honestly, the same. The I, same. I think, yeah, yeah, I think that. It, it, in Britain, it's very institutional. Um, mm. You know, the way that our political system works, one half of it is um, landowners in the House of Lords. And I think that what that does is it sets this precedent of tradition mm. that occurs there. And I don't think there would be too much different. I think that we do have more diversity of women in Parliament in Britain, yep. um, especially in Labour. Our Labour's a bit different to Labour here. <laughs> it's like it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a different, it's not based on unions. But um, yeah, the. But for instance, with what we have an issue with or what we have had an issue with is women in Parliament always had to be hard aligned as well. Mm. It's almost like for them to to be a success, the prime example, Maggie Thatcher. And yeah. then we had um, we had Theresa May uh, like 10 years ago. And the yeah, way the that she was treated for decisions that she made was yeah. far different to how they treat the men. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and these are political decisions, whereas... For instance, the, the Johnson government recently, um, with them, when everyone's locked down, having a, a party at, at number 10. And it's more just uh, they released, I think they said the other day, that, oh, we'll forget that because the public don't care anymore. But they, we hold men in Parliament and women in Parliament to different accounts. Yeah, And I'm absolutely. sure that the same things are happening yeah. as happened here. Double standards? No. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, do you know what blows me away as well is that... The Liberal government that's obviously been in power, the way that they've responded to issues, especially in the past couple of years, like with Porter, mm. is it's more of a, oh, yeah, this is bad, but look over here, you know. Correct. And, it's, and, and then hopefully we kind of, we're very, we've got very short memories now. Mm. And it's just wait until the public forgets and then we'll just keep, it's a boys club, And then we'll right? promote him. Yeah, it's a boys <laughs> club. And these people know each other yeah. and they've known each other for years. So yeah. they're just like, oh, if we wait, then we can keep Christian on, it'll be all right. You yeah. know, it's that, and I think it's that mentality that I see anyway. And also, just to be a little bit controversial, um, I, I think also the way that those fighting for environmental and social justice have responded when it is around uh, violence against women or around, you know, bodily autonomy, etc., is very different to way to the way they would respond if it was. I don't know, a scandal over, you know, rotting or, or something else that was perceived as, you know, in the public interest or public realm. And I think that often we're told, uh, Leah, I'm sure you've heard this, like, we'll get to your issues <laughs> once we've won the revolution. <laughs> won the revolution. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, it's kind of like that, that kind of whole um, thing that Labor has been going on about over the last couple of elections of, you know, first we've got to get in power, so shh, and then, and then change from within. Did you not know that a criticism of Labor is actually a vote for the Liberal Party? Oh, my God. I mean, obviously. <laughs> and, th and then, of course, we haven't even discussed the fact there is a whole heap of right-wing micro-parties um, with very deep pockets that have really... It's the church. <laughs> have, oh yeah, that, that's right. There's also them um, that have really sort of brought to the forefront the connection between white supremacy and misogyny uh, in Australia and around the world. So yeah, it's kind of it's kind of scary and it's kind of crazy. And I feel like often feminists are the ones shouting out, "Can you see the connection here?" And it's not really considered to be enough for a mass mobilisation by the entire left. You know.
No, no. It's almost as if sexism is a system that um, <laughs> is just across all political divides. I know, right? And it's almost as if this political compass is just a square of white men. Yes. <laughs> it's, in, it's inside the man box. The ideological frameworks that we live by are definitely within the man box. They're, they're all political ideologies that have been developed by men to benefit men and male systems. Yes, indeed. So we're going to take a quick break for a community announcement. We are here on Dirt Radio with Sam and Jack, and we are talking with Leah Ward, and we're talking feminism and politics. And after the break, we're going to talk about what's been happening in the USA around uh, the right to seek an abortion. Stay tuned. Common Social Change Library is an online collection of educational resources for those campaigning for social change. It collects, curates and distributes the key lessons and resources of progressive movements around Australia and across the globe. The library includes over 500 resources covering campaign strategy, community organising, activist history, digital campaigning, diversity and inclusion and much, much more. It's free to access the library, so check out the collection at www.commonslibrary.org. Common Social Change Library is a 3CR supporter. You're listening to Dirt Radio on 3CR with uh, Sam, Jack and Leah. Get back to the conversation, shall we? Yeah. So, uh, obviously, you'd have to be living under a rock if you haven't noticed uh, that abortion, the right to seek an abortion, is being challenged all across the USA uh, with already multiple impacts on communities in various states, particularly Republican states, where they have been very rapidly introducing all sorts of uh, abortion bans and, and new laws. And they are looking to fully strike down Roe versus Wade, which is a precedent that seems to have set a global precedent around access to bodies. I'm not sure why an American precedent is also set you know, around the world, but obviously there was another precedent then in Australia that was based on Roe versus Wade that also established the same precedent here, um, and it's all about to be unravelled. So as uh, you watch um, pro-choice uh, rallies roll out uh, around the world over the many, many years of the struggle uh, for bodily autonomy, you will often see a sign that says, I can't believe we're still protesting this. Mm. Bleep. I don't know if I can say that on air, so I'll just yeah. bleep. Uh, so, yeah, I, I can't believe we're back here. It's crazy and I <laughs> I, it's just wild how quickly, uh, you know, 50, 60 years of work can be undone, like literally in the space of Trump's reign and stacking of Supreme Court judges. Uh, four years is all it took uh, for one... Uh, president to uh, lay a pathway to undo, you know, so much so, sort of uh, social rights and bodily rights. What's your perspective, Leah? I've been feeling increasingly hypervigilant around what's happening over there. I just, you know, I think with people like Bernie Finn and the far right in the federal realm, this idea of stripping away abortion rights is always bubbling below the surface and yeah. and just 
I just feel constantly hypervigilant. I, I mean, I don't intend to have more children, but lots of my friends might want to and my daughter and my sons, you know, there's there's a whole heap of generations below me now that uh, are literally going back to where uh, in the US where my mother was mm. uh, in the 60s in Australia where backyard abortions, mm. death through septicemia, uh, yeah. you know, uh Say it once, say it again. Banning abortion doesn't stop abortion. It just makes it unsafe Correct. for those it seeking abortion. It kills women. It kills, it kills trans men. Yeah, yeah, it's non-binary people. Anyone with a uterus that seeks an abortion is immediately put at more risk, which is, you know, part of the problem I think a lot of people have with the pro, uh, air quotes again, life uh, movement is pro-choice says, it's my choice. If you choose not to, that's up to you. But it's my choice and I should be able to seek a medical procedure. Whereas pro-life says we only care about this gestating egg and we actually don't care about what happens to it once it's born Correct. and we don't care about what happens to the incubating body no. uh, in its attempt to assert uh, bodily autonomy and and it's just so disgustingly disrespectful of, you know, human life. I I just don't understand how it even sits with religious ideology, you know. Well, abortion's not in the Bible. Of course it's not. No, no. Um, Fancy that, a bunch of men invented something to control people's bodies? I mean, you could say What's that about going the Bible on here? Itself, but anyway. Yeah, I mean, who wrote the Bible? It's another story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so there's a few things happening where it's, it's men who want to control women's bodies. They see women as below them, less than them, so mm. they should be in charge of what happens to women's lives, women's bodies, mm. people's bodies with uteruses, that kind of thing. Sorry, I don't mean to be binary in my language. Um, the other thing is that we've got people like Maggie Thatcher kind of characters that use... <laughs> she, got, she got egged. <laughs> <laughs> she got pissed on. Um, uh, those, those kind of characters that, that use our body and our reproductive labour as bargaining chips for their own power. Yes. They will sell us under the bus if it means that they get a bit, little bit more room at the table. Mm. And it's, it's absurd. Um, the other thing that's happening is religious institutions trying to gain more, po more, more power. Mm. They will pump money into like sort of right-wing alt groups, say this thing, do this thing for us. And using them as puppets. Yes. So it's they're almost like, what is it, like a pay for the Alan Jones situation, pay for comments. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> I don't know. And all of it comes down to we just get less rights because mm. women, sexism as a system, misogyny is the punishment for not participating in the system. We're just sold under the bus. Yeah. Like down the river and whatever. Yeah. And like you said, like abortion, banning abortion doesn't stop abortion. It just kills people mm. and makes people unsafe. And if we talk about, like, you know, all the babies that would have been born if abortion never happened, what are you going to do with those with those children? Who's going to look after those children? Yes. Yeah. Like, we, what are we going to go back to? The women will do it. Magdalene laundries. Like, what are, what are we actually going to do? Mm. It's not as if the social services system's under control. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, and you look at people like, um, what's his name, George Christensen, who's like so like pro-life mm. and consistently votes against welfare measures. Exactly. Like, the, why no one? Why is no one talking about this? Yeah, because yeah, because who controls the discourse? You know, people that see it as a side issue or a fetish issue or a yeah. 
a, a women's issue rather than a feminist issue about oppression. And look, we can already see the next steps that are happening in the USA, which is there are several states that immediately went to uh, to enact banning abortion. Uh, and criminalising those that care for people seeking abortion. So doctors, nurses, reproductive... Uber drivers. Pla- yeah, Uber drivers, <laughs> Planned Parenthood, uh, a friend, like they've been seizing phones to see if there are text messages of people assisting. How's your privacy rights going? Well, this like, is the what? thing. It's this weird connection between what is our... Uh, our rights and our bodily autonomy in the digital realm as well as in the real life mm. because it's now connected to our health, to our personal health. Uh, but some states have also started to put forward legislation to ban, for example, um, transition surgery. And also, you know, there was the recent big thing in, I think it was Florida maybe, don't quote me on that, I'm not an expert on American states, um, that had the whole legislation around you can't say the word gay to school kids uh, <laughs> because then they might be gay. Yeah. Clearly if you say the word three times and click your heels together. <laughs> America, what is going on? Like, honestly, and then you speak to Americans and they're like, yeah, everyone wants to be like us. And it's like, no, no, <laughs> no we don't. We so don't want to be you like you. Imagine? I know. No. Um, so I'm noticing we've only got five minutes left and we haven't even gotten into like a third of what we want to talk about. Uh, particularly here in Australia, and I know we are going to explore these issues more on Loud, Angry and Not Sorry. We're going to do a podcast on this particular topic in more detail. But just quickly in the last, you know, three or four minutes that we have, just want to talk about the fact that this hypervigilance that, that many of us are feeling is that our rights to access reproductive and sexual health care in this country are not protected. No. They are state by state. And we really need federal legislation tying the right to access medical procedures to public hospitals across the country. Mm. Um, What do you reckon we should be focusing on after the election, regardless of who gets into power? Because for me, that's the number one thing. Like, where is the protection for us in legislation? Like, do you mean like at a constitutional level? Um, well, I mean at a legislative level in terms of public hospitals should have to provide basic oh. medical procedures. Yeah. Look, I, I personally think that if you are getting public funds, yep. you should be giving health care. Yes. And this abortion is health care. Yes. After care, after an abortion, before an abortion, during an abortion, all, all health care. So if you're taking my heathen dollars, you give me my heathen healthcare. Exactly. That's that's very straight down the line. The the models for public funding is tiered, mm. and I think it needs to be sort of like in that first that first level embedded. Yep. Embedded. If you can't do the surgical procedure, because not all hospitals actually have that yep. space, abortificants, chemical chemical abortion, yep, family planning, something. If you've got an OBGYN situation, yep. that kind of thing. Have have um. Maternal health nurses, not maternal health nurses, the ones that... Midwives. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that do the birthing thing. Um, no, we needed a video for that one. Have them be trained in this sort of stuff. We've, you can do um, nurse practitioners. Yes. Have nurse practitioners be trained in yes. this. There's just no proactive vision for how that goes forward. Um, I think we spoke previously that at the last election, 
uh, Labor via Tanya Plebisek announced this very thing, mm. tying, um, you know, medical procedures for abortion and reproductive and sexual health care to public hospitals. And the church went crazy and within an hour uh, Tanya walked back and was like, well, of course we wouldn't impose that on a, a church-run hospital. How's that separation of church and state? Uh, it's going real well. I don't can, I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so we are nearly out of time, Leah. I want to thank you for coming in insightful and fun and um, lots of visual gags, as always, that uh, many people listening didn't get to see. <laughs> Uh, we might reenact it as a video just so that you can get the visual cues that went along with all of it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of theatre sports at Feminist in the Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, uh, as we go into the last uh, couple of minutes of the show, is there anything going on this week that our listeners should be aware of? I think we should probably mention quickly about the Radiothon. It's coming Oh, up. yeah, it Radiothon is coming up soon. Help us out. Yes. Um, and I don't know if you've got any bits on. Uh, well, I believe that there is this thing called an election coming up on Saturday. Um, oh, so, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I know we're all trying to ignore it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, get out there, do do the thing and, uh, you know, vote like our lives depend on it because uh, clearly yeah. they do. Yeah. They do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I suppose we'll wrap it up for today. Thank you, Sam and Leah. I've been, Thanks, Jack. Yeah. Thanks, Jack. Jack. Um, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Have a good week, everyone. Yeah, nice. Hopefully next week it's a totally different situation. Maybe. Well, if you clap your hands. If you listen to 3CO, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CO, it's so know where you are. If you listen to 3CO, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CO, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CO, clap your hands. We'll check out the happy vibe.